Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? Big Kurt is on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much for listening. Please share the podcast five-star ratings and reviews for each individual podcast. You got nothing better to do. Just pop in there. Give us a nice five-star rating. It very much helps the whole podcasting universe. And our bosses treat a four as a zero, so please give us a five. <laughs> five. You've probably heard something along those lines, right, in corporate America? Oh, sure. Yeah. Those are the dumbest surveys. Yeah. Then why do you have a survey? Right. Um, we are, of course, recording... In the uh, downstairs athletic club, I think we've mentioned this before, but this is the most this this is the coldest the downstairs athletic club maybe has ever been. It's t- tonight is dark side of the moon cold. <laughs> I thought I, I well, thought I maybe could. I could see my Hold breath. On. I bet you yeah. could. Did you say it? <laughs> I did if not. you compress it, it, it helps. And then, yeah, yeah, to try to get more yeah. um, humidity in your yes. mouth and get it out. Um, it's hot as balls out. Pretty much everywhere oh, right now. It was so Dude, hot today. See, now today I felt, I mean, this is good, straight Midwest talk. The sun was under for most of the day today or a good chunk of the day. Not when I was walking today, man. Okay. It was sunny, it was hot, and it was humid, and it was brutal. And that's what I was going to say. It was, I felt it was more humid than hot. It probably it was more up. humid than hot, yes. Like it was literally just step outside. You could sit in the shade. You just immediately start sticking to your clothes. I brought a water bottle with me on the walk, not to drink, but to squirt over my head as I walked. Yeah. Um, along those same lines, uh, the the fa- the Greek family, of which there is not one Greek that is a part of my family. Um, the Papadopoulos. <laughs> exactly. Um, we took a family vacation. We, uh, we all f- figured out our own way into Utah last week um most of who we hung out with was certainly a lot of utahians you boy utes is it utes i don't think so because that's the native tribe that was okay in in the area of utah i doubt it's utes it's got to be yeah utahans my utahans? boy josh my my boy josh knows he he's from iowa but he lived in utah right. for a long time we Hopefully need a need a bean counter on that one so obviously there was a lot of Utahians, we'll just go with that. Yeah. Um, the other group of people that mostly we hung out with were Californians that were getting out of California okay. to go hang out in Utah. I think that's the best thing to do when you're in California is to get out, leave. That's what they were saying. Um, anyways, the conversation around the pool or wherever you were at, if you were, you know, in the general vicinity of another human being that was outside of our family, they. You know, you start asking questions. Where are you folks from? Where are you in from? Sure. You know, you'd, for for my family, it was Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa. We're we're kind of all over the the board. And uh, the first thing they ask about, of course, when you tell somebody you're from Minnesota, the cold. Like, oh, of course, how cold? How cold does it? Have? Or, or how do you live there? How can you stand to live there? It's a lot nicer when you live where you live, actually. Believe it or not. So that was the first thing. Uh, then they asked about the humidity. They did know to ask about the humidity. So mm. we talked We talked about the humidity, comparing it to what was the dry heat in, I mean, you're in a desert yeah. where we're at in Utah. We flew into Vegas, the younger families. Oh. Yeah. So, you so did you go to like St. George area or something like that? There you go. Okay. Yeah. Nice I've, job. I've been to St. George. Okay. Yeah. That's, we were actually in 
hurricane, but as the Utahians uh, pronounce it, hurricane. Hurricane. Yeah. So we're, nice. we're staying in Hurricane, which is basically at the base of Zion National Park. Okay. Which is where we're at. Anyways, what I was trying to get to before is when we're talking about, you know, the different climates and things like that from, from talking to people in California, Utah people, they ask about the humidity, ask about the cold. But I said, you know, the thing is, the most annoying thing that you don't have to deal with here that I had noticed the first night out when we were sitting outside. Mosquitoes. There you go. Yeah. Like they don't even think about the bugs. And it's like I I compared it to like talking to my family and friends. It's like like you, you, you you're just sitting outside. The, the the porch light was on. It was ten o'clock at night. We had music playing. We were had a cocktail with my family members, having a great time. No bugs. So uh, that sounds glorious. If there is one thing I really dislike about Minnesota, it's the mosquitoes. I mean, I literally cannot sit. I cannot be outside starting at dusk. I have to be inside. They start destroying you. I have to. And I think it's worse than Minnesota, Iowa, or uh, excuse me, Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin. But oh no, it's worse here. It is, but it's not like there are no bugs in Iowa, Nebraska. No, I used to get attacked when I lived in Chicago too, but. I, I you you notice a difference up here. So uh, I was like, when when you're hanging out outside and there's no bugs, it's it's like you found another planet. Like I to, I told a friend yeah. of mine, I'm like, it's like traveling to a different place, and you're like, oh, there's no male pattern, pattern baldness here. No, nobody loses their hair here. You're like, what? I want to go to that's, that place. <laughs> that's possible. Like that's how that's how odd it was to me not having. The bugs. Yeah, um, that is odd. And then the the short story is um, we went we went into Zion National Park. We drove in once just to take pictures and you drive around. Then uh, both of my brothers' wives, we went just with just us. So the grandparents had the the younger kids generation, and we we actually hiked into Zion National. So it's called the Narrows. So. The river, I think it's actually the Virgin River. I believe is okay. what it is. You know, it's cut through the mountains. You sure, know, that's how the that's how the Grand Canyon was made. That's how pretty much you know. But it is, it's so narrow in one spot. If you trek in far enough, you can literally put your hand out and touch the wall. Oh, that's from pretty one cool. Side to the other, and you look how up, tall, like how high? like a thousand feet up. What? In the air. Yeah, a thousand feet. There were some spots where it was definitely shorter than that, but yeah, we're talking. Holy so crap! Have you, have you? We talked about free solo, right? Yes. So the first wall. So I think you know it's not a mountain. It actually has to be a wall because that pretty much goes straight up in the air. Yeah. To be considered rock climbing, and then to do a sure. free solo. The first place that that wingnut <laughs> did a free solo was, was, was Zion. It was right there. So no we kidding. drove right okay. past it as we went into the Narrows. And then, yeah, the Narrows, the Narrows, you're right there. I mean, you look up all That's the time. That's crazy. And you're anywhere from, I'm going to say, 300 feet straight up in the air to eight, 900 feet up in the air. So for at least a day, you were not an avid indoorsman. And that was the first, that was the next thing as my, so both my brothers um, know you very well and, and listen to the podcast. My, my wife obviously knows the podcast, knows you. And we were trekking along. So you get these like special shoes, um, neoprene socks. Okay. 
they get you a walking stick. Hmm. The the by the way, the proper length of a walking stick is somewhere between your shoulder and your ear. That's oh, where really? they want That's all, your huh? walking stick okay. uh, length to be. So you have to pick out your walking stick. And then they drove us way into there, into the uh, national park. You get out. You get a bus to take you further in. You get off of the bus. Then you walk even further down like a man-made trail. And then finally it spits you out on the proper place in the narrows and you start walking through. So the water is either ankle deep or it gets up to... Titty deep, okay. In, in the in for so that sounds like something I, I I can envision myself on this trip. Everyone's telling me what we're gonna do, and I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'm not going. Everyone's gonna talk me into going, and I'm gonna be in the worst mood. And then I'll get there, and I'll have a good time. <laughs> that's exactly what happened to me. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I can say that's what happened to my brothers and I too. Okay, like my family does not do these things. Sure, this is we. My entire family are avid endorsement. <laughs> Um, our type of outdoorsman is we're, we're going to golf 18 holes. Okay. That, you know, sure. that's, that's getting outside for the day. Um, so I'm pretty sure my brothers and I are the same page. My wife, on the other hand, would like to be outdoors. Like she would just like to wake up, be outdoors all day, go to come in, shower and go to bed. I'm not <laughs> that way. It's one of <laughs> many reasons why we fight a lot. So, but she was, she was hell bent on, us not just staying in the so condo she was thing. the driver hundred percent okay, okay she she was the one calling the place getting everything set up well, I hope you thanked her for that we did in the Good. end we're like that was one of the most fun things we did so cool. there was your your Zion National Park infomercial hopefully at least some of that was interesting to people okay at the same time I also took a trip I flew to Cincinnati yeah Cincinnati. Ohio. Cincinnati. Spent a long weekend, a Friday to a Monday in Cincinnati. Met my sister and her boyfriend down there because he has family down there. There was no outdoor activity whatsoever. It was all indoor boozing activity from Friday to Monday. But man, I got to tell you, downtown Cincinnati is a fantastic place. It is. I've been there. Fun. Just fun. It was a lot of fun, but the architecture is awesome. The little houses are gorgeous all these t- narrow tall brick homes that were probably built 120 years ago great food oh i had this this breakfast fried chicken sandwich do you remember the place uh it was, it's either it's either whiskey and biscuits or biscuits and whiskey <laughs> so, but i was like that sounds like a great place let's go there and it, it had the country gravy over it the biscuit uh, this fried chicken uh, cheese and bacon and it was i mean you, you ever eat something you're like that was just absolutely perfect that's how good the sandwich was nice. it could not have been like it's what and i it was, was it a brunch setting it was a brunch setting yeah. i had a, a old-fashioned i was drinking with old brunch fa- with brunch yeah Fantastic. yeah um but yeah like when you eat something it's what you're craving and you get it and it hits the spot exactly it that was like that we had but we had a great steak dinner one night the food was restaurants great, bars great, breweries great. I just had an awesome time. Yeah, since I, I it's been a while. Um, it's a it's a I'll probably tick somebody off when I say this, but it's a little bit like Indianapolis in that it's kind of blue collar, but still you know refined urban area. Yeah, I don't know I. I have positive things to say about Cincinnati. Went over to Covington, Kentucky, which was cool too, right across the river. Sure. A lot of cool bridges. 
I mean, the architecture overall was really cool. Nice. We're staying right by the two stadiums, like right in between where the Reds play and the the uh, Bengals play. Look at look at you channeling your inner <sighs> art vandalay with the uh, the architectural. Yeah. So situations. then I needed a hat. Okay. So we go into this hat store, and of course it's all Ohio State stuff. Okay. So I'm like, no Bearcats, no Cincinnati. I'm getting there. Okay. So I'm like, do I break? We're Big Ten guys. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't have Ohio State gear. Do I break down and just buy an Ohio State hat? And I couldn't do it. Okay. I couldn't force myself. Okay. I bought a UC hat. Okay. Bought a Bearcat hat. Yeah. 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 There you go. Good stuff. So hey, we traveled. We traveled, and and you know what? I loved it. Yeah, I loved mine too. It's nice to get out and do something. It is nice to feel like there's a universe outside your own Still house. Still a world out there. Correct. To be enjoyed. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get into... It's basically two levels of housekeeping. Yeah, we're just... This this episode is going to be all housekeeping, essentially. Two items, okay? So we're going to start with one item. It'll probably take us 20 minutes or so, and then we'll get to the next item. Yep. All right. First item. Based on medical advice, the Big Ten Conference... We'll move to conference-only schedules for the 2020 football season. Now, their reasoning is greater flexibility to adjust operations and make quick decisions. Uh, Summer athletics will continue to be voluntary. You do not have to participate if you choose not to. Those choosing to not participate, and I like this, will have their scholarships honored and will remain in good standing with their team and the Big Ten will move to a 10-game schedule, so they'll add one Big Ten game for a total of 10 games on the season. So that news broke when my family and I were out in Utah towards the end of the trip. Um, the initial feeling was a feeling of, I don't know if disdain is the right word, but just like it gave you an uneasy feeling when you heard this news. Correct? Oh, it was a kick to the nuts and a punch to the gut at the same time for me. Do you know why? Illinois finally did what I've been asking to do for 20 years. Granted, we tried last year and failed, but we scheduled three wins. And can you could you imagine an easier Power 5 non-conference schedule than this? Illinois State, UConn, Bowling Green, no. all at home. No. No. You've that's, got an that's FCS three wins. That's and, three wins. and two of the absolute worst group of five teams. You were, you were, you were three Big Ten wins away from going to another bowl. And we, the, our fourth game was Rutgers. I mean, this this hurt. As an Illini fan, yep. this hurts badly. So we're going to get into, I don't know if we're going to go to every individual team, but we are going to, as much as possible, touch on as many possible teams to think, tell I you how. I think we can go through each I team. I think we can. Yeah. I think we can. I, I just, I didn't want to over over promise and under deliver with that but that's the goal so well, when have we talked less than we promised <laughs> so all right um so i'm gonna get my 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 prediction out there on how i think this is going to go down sure this will this will have a lot of different tentacles i think we'll take off. okay so first of all my my first reaction was you gave it a, a I, I thought of it for more of a geographic situation so it's like okay, and again, we're we're each one of us when we heard about this, the first thing you think about is your favorite team, correct? And how it affects your sure. schedule. So we're gonna talk about all the teams. I'm sorry, but the first gut reaction I had was how it affects Iowa's schedule. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna give this from an Iowa point of Let's view. Let's hear it. I want to hear only it. to 
please extrapolate this out in your head on because most of this these these axioms will be able to apply out through your team Axiom. as well. I like that. Thank you. So obviously Iowa loses you and I and Iowa State, of which I am I am not, I am happy to see both of those teams go. Right. And how many times do we have to see those games, right? Correct. I was played like, I, you and I and Iowa State a thousand times. I know. So I wasn't exactly bummed to see that happen. Now, I mean, that's kind of my thought from the outside, too. If I was an Iowa fan, I wouldn't be too upset about this. I was not. And then the other one was Northern Illinois. Which we've seen many times before, too. It's it's like we've had the exact same non-conference schedule that looked exactly like that. You know, I was thinking the same thing. I was looking at their non-conference today. I'm like, Dude, can't they? Isn't this? Can they come up with somebody occasionally a little different? I mean, I mean, there there's been some Louisiana Tech and and stuff like that. Buffalo. It's not spicing it up. Buffalo's not helping either. No, because we always saddled with Iowa State. Middle Tennessee's not helping. Middle Tennessee State. Because we're always saddled with Iowa State. I know, but I think you do better than you and I. They throw you and I a bone. That's what it is. Yeah. Do you? How often have you seen you and I play an FBS or a Big Ten team that's not Iowa? They played Wisconsin one year. Yeah, I don't remember them playing. They don't. No. Iowa throws you and I a bone sure. with that stuff. Yeah. So, anyways, um, what my first thought process was, geographically speaking, okay, I think the the general thought so process people you have thought is they like, were raining in, in geographically, which doesn't make sense. It though. does not, and no. that was my whole point. I'm like, you couldn't find. First of all, the two closest <laughs> universities to Iowa are. Iowa State and you and I. Right. So Correct. geographically speaking, you're not going to get any closer to them. By the way, Northern Illinois, closer than not that I far. Think, <laughs> I mean, I was it like a two-hour drive? Probably. It's very close. I think those are the three closest teams that they yeah, could possibly. Yeah, pr- it's play. probably about a two-hour drive. I because it's right on 88. I think maybe Nebraska and Minnesota are close as far as distance to Northern Illinois, but that's it. I yeah. mean, the whole point I'm trying to make it. So that that first gut feeling that I think I had that other people had was actually probably wrong. Okay. I think it was definitely wrong. We were wrong. Yeah. So I, you, you spend a little bit more time thinking, you read a couple more articles here and there. This is more about institutional control that the big 10 absolutely has with their own teams that you obviously give up when you play a team outside of your conference, even more so when you play a team outside of your division well rank i guess is okay so it, it is it is a known thing we i have i've read two separate articles that basically said fcs programs have all but admitted we ain't gonna be able to test no for and, covid and, like you big boys and are. that's part of it is the covid testing safety control is one aspect but scheduling control is another they want to be able to pivot if they can on, on, at short notice okay Yes, I think it's more about do <laughs> do you trust an SEC school to honor what should be written out? If there is rules written out that says if a player tests positive with COVID, he is to sit out two games. Like I'm just throwing that out there. The That's first thing an SEC team does when they look at a rule is they say, what is the best way to get around that rule? <laughs> That is number. That is the number one thought for any SEC okay. school. Okay. So, you. So that is my, that's my thought process as well. I think to a lesser degree, you could see that at the Big Twelve and the ACC. Um, long story short is 
I think the Big Ten trusts Ohio State and Northwestern more than they would ever trust Clemson and NC State. Of course. Right? Yeah. yeah. Or For sure. or Alabama and Mississippi State. Yep. So and I and I know there was actually no preseason Big Ten and SEC games. So we're kind of picking on the SEC needlessly, but long story short, the overall testing protocol and following of the protocol was too much up in the air for Kevin Warren. And if I forget to say it later in the podcast, I'm going to say it now. I still like Kevin Warren. Yeah. I believe he's a good dude. We actually have a mutual friend that's really good friends with Kevin Warren. He says that he's a really good dude. Yeah. I I believe that. Kevin Warren's been putting it. It's a tough spot. Oh, can you imagine walking right into this? Dude, that poor bastard. I don't mean to laugh, but like this oh. is ridiculous. Yeah. He's going to look back. He's going to write a book. 15 years from now and a, a gigantic part of this book is going to be, Oh yeah. You know, some of my first days on the job, I had to deal with COVID. So I know you just watched the Joker, but I'm, I'm going to reference the Batman movie where Joker, like he takes that, he like has that detonator and he like blows up the hospital as he's walking away. Yep. That's basically, it's not Jim Delaney's fault, obviously, but that's <laughs> basically Jim Delaney is like, just handed boom it and good luck. Kevin yeah, Warren clean that up. Yeah. So, okay, uh, you know, side note, Kevin Warren, he's doing the best he can. So that's what that's what I think this is mostly about is they're trying to have football. There is no doubt in my mind that the Big Ten Conference yeah. and Kevin Warren want to have football mm-hmm. this fall. So they are trying to – they're trying to fish and cut bait at the same time. Yeah, so, okay, this decision – what do you think of the decision? I I like it. I I think after I thought about it for a while, I think it's the best thing for Big Ten football. Initial reaction was very hard dislike. Me too. Then a then an acceptance. Yep. Then I started seeing positives. Yeah. With it. Okay. So this is my call. That's, I that's the process of dealing with trauma. You just went through it there. Denial, you. acceptance, that whole thing. Okay. So. This is what I think is going to be announced soon, okay? I believe lots of things are going to get jumbled around. Games are going to get moved. Around. Oh, yeah. So we know we're going to get 10. We, we, we were at 9. We're going to – every team is going to add one Big Ten game. This is what I think. I'm going to throw it out. You tell okay. me what you think. They believe that there is the possibility where, uh, hello, our entire offensive line – has got COVID. Oh, that's we, and it may not be the high, offensive high, line. This, this is, you know, this is Indiana's, you know, AD coach calling up Kevin right. Warren, the Big Ten. If we are to follow these rules that you have laid out, and and by the way, these rules, I don't, we, I don't know what they are. You don't know what they are. We don't know yet. Nothing has been. Well, we'll com- get into it in a, a little bit, but I don't think we know yet. Like, if a guy tests positive on a Wednesday exactly how long he's supposed to be out do we yeah we're gonna get to that we do know that well would you want to do it right now okay why don't we do that right now i didn't know okay so the ncaa sports science institute released updated guidelines for college sports regarding covid testing and protocols here they are conducting and getting results from covid19 tests within 72 hours of competition in high contact risk sports which of course football is one Checking athletes and athletic personnel wellness is required before entering all athletic facilities. Isolating asymptomatic carriers for 10 days. 
isolating asymptomatic carriers for at least 10 days since symptoms first appeared and at least 17 hours since recovery, quarantining individuals with high-risk exposure for 14 days, and using polymerase chain reaction PCR testing is preferred, but others are considered uh, to be viable tests as well. And, and I'm, they don't go into it, but that could be just uh, one of those little infrared yeah, guns on your is. forehead. So what I'm basically hearing is you get COVID, you're out 10 days. 10 days, yep, but quarantining for high-risk exposure for 14. Right. So 10 to 14 days, I guess, is the is the play there. And testing, they have to test within 17 hour, or 72 hours of competition with a COVID test of some sort, which, boy, there's a lot of play there. There's play in there. Ton of play. But so what it's going to come down to, these – if you put a coach and the uh, medical staff of that team into this situation, essentially they're going to get the info and they're going to say, I don't know what to do. They're going to call up the Big Ten Conference and Correct. say, this is what we got going on. You tell us what to do. See, but so here's the if, question I have. Who's put? Who's administering these tests? It's a big, big part mean, of the question. Yeah, where's the oversight here? Is there going to be a Big Ten person? There's going to have premise? to be. There has to be. There has to be. There has to be like a third party person do administering and, and 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 looking at the data for these tests. There has to be, and I'm sure we'll hear that. I we just haven't heard it yet. We just haven't heard it yet. I expect that as well. Yeah. I expect there to not be as many of those officials out with other conferences. No, there won't be. Would be my guess. Big Ten will be leading the way. So anyway, your point is. Our entire we, offensive line is knocked out. So with that being said, it it would not be plausible for here, I'm just gonna look up. Okay. Um give me uh okay. Illinois. Okay. Yeah. After Indiana, do they play Indiana? Their entire offensive line goes down. Four right. out of five starters go down and two backups. Okay. They play Ohio State next. Oh Lord. Do you want to put Brandon Peters? concussion-prone Brandon Peters behind an offensive line of entire first-year starters against Ohio State's defensive line. No, and the couple things you could do is reschedule or forfeit. If I'm Illinois in that situation, I just forfeit that damn game. Okay. That only helps you. This is what I think is going to get announced. I'm trying to be splashy here and make a call. Maybe this isn't that splashy at all. I don't know. Maybe this isn't that big a deal. This is what I think is going to get announced. I think the Big Ten... We'll have three set up idle weeks for the entire conference. Well, week five, week nine, and week thirteen. Okay. Which, if my math is correct, I believe that'll be after four weeks, bye. Another four weeks, bye. Sure. Another uh, three weeks, two, four, somewhere in there. Four, bye. Another four, yeah. Well, they're only playing ten games. Oh, I'm there sorry. would yeah, be a bye okay. in front of the Big Ten championship. So my numbers might be off. It might be yeah, yeah, yeah five. Yeah. Whatever. But there is going to be set up <clears throat> idle weeks where if there is a, a reschedule, it's available for both teams now, potentially. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I, my first thought was, well, damn, now we don't get football till mid to late September. But they're not going to wait. No. no they're going to want to get They're going to want to get going as soon as possible. Correct. And then spread it out. There you go. So that they can have the ability to pivot if they need to. So what you have to come to terms with, if this does get announced, I am completely speculating here, 
there could be a week, week four, week five, uh, week seven, week eight, whatever, where there is no Big Ten football. Oh. Right? Think about it. Yeah. Boy, or that, that would really just stink. one game that's a makeup game that was supposed to happen week two. Right. Yeah, because you can't you got, have you got, every, you, you can't have everyone have everyone staggered. You'd have to have the bye week that boy, that would stink. But I think you you might be onto something there. But it gives you the flexibility it does. for makeup games. It absolutely now, does. Now the only thing that would be crazy is if one team had to forfeit two games in a row. There's probably a low chance they get to make up both. Right. Then you have to have the decision, okay, which game do you want to make up? In that case, I would think the AD would be like, we're making up the one we think you can win. Correct. <laughs> but this is going to be the Wild West. Like, and, and who even knows what it's going to take to qualify for a bowl this year? Okay. So two things you just touched on right there. If I'm trying to, as I look at your bourbon glass, it's a little under half full right now. Yeah. But if I'm looking at this as glass half full instead of half empty, there is a sense of novelty about this season that could, it could be kind of interesting. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it could be like, and just a, just a conference only schedule. It's kind of cool. It's never happened. It's never happened. It's never happened. You can go back to the origin of the conference. The first season, 1896, they were playing out of conference games. Like I've got a four and a half year old. He's not going to remember this, but when he's hopefully 15, 16 years old and like sports, he only cares about Marvel and DC comics things right now. But eventually I'm hoping he likes sports. I'm going to say, you know, buddy, did you know when you were four and a half, almost five years old, there was actually a season where the big 10 only played big 10 games. And he's going to be like, what dad, what are you talking? There will be a sense of, I was there. Novelty, Sure. Yeah. Now I remember when, before we get into what we think is going to be some interesting breakdowns of how the conference games are going to play. I want to uh, openly shed a tear for some of the games we are missing. Oh, yes. Let's definitely do that. But hold on. Before we get to that, I would like to make a point about the schedule. I've heard rumors that they could be shuffling around the dates of a lot of these games. Okay. All right. Because, and this makes sense, try to get the division games done as soon as possible. Because what if those are the only ones you end up playing? You want to determine a division winner. You want to have an East versus West championship game. So we could see a lot of these dates changing. How crazy would it be if Iowa has already played Wisconsin and Minnesota before we even get to October? Yeah. <laughs> you can't tell me that's not kind of fun. It's kind there's, of fun. It's wacky, some... wild stuff. So right. it, it, it's going to be... That's some that's some weird wild stuff. Wacky that, wild stuff there. That was who was impersonating uh Johnny Cart was, was it Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Some weird wild But that guy is comedic gold. Gold. Gold, Jerry. I'll give you a recommendation. When you finish listening to this podcast, go to the Conan O'Brien podcast and look up Dana Carvey. Because he's hilarious. There's eight hours of material and it is nonstop laughter. He's got a little bit of Robin Williams in him where his brain just yes. works all over the yeah. place. So. A little, just a little bit. To, he could dial in in just a little yeah. bit, but it's still gold. Yeah. Um, boy, you never know what we're going to wind up just shooting off in the middle of nowhere. But so like I, 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 I get the thought process behind that where you front load um, the, the conference, yeah. like how crazy would it be to see Ohio state, Michigan 
played. Oh man! In the mi- middle of October, the first weekend of October. I don't know. Yeah. Is that what they're going to wind up doing? They might. We don't know. We're going to find out a lot here's, in the next few. Here's weeks. what I would love about that. All Let's right. say it gets announced first week in August that this is what it's going to be. Right. You know what we're going to get to talk about? Football. It's going to be talking about football. I can't wait to talk about football, man. <laughs> Dude, that could be what we... So Seems like eons since we actually does. talked about football. It does. So I am trying as best I can. And it sounds like you are too, which is, which is great to hear and maybe a little bit out of the norm. There is a potential positive spin that could come out of this that would be kind of cool. You know... This is therapeutic. I'm Good. glad we're talking here. I feel a little better about this. Okay. Kirk Street came out today and said, I believe there will be a college football season. Well, that was nice to see. Okay. He's, a, he's the overlord of college football, one of them, whether we like it or not. So there is going to be games. Is there going to be a full season? I don't know. But I, I can almost guarantee there's going to be games. Um, make a call right now. I'm not going to hold you to anything. Just I'm going to put a little pressure on you. Do you think the SEC will play 12 games? Yes. I do, too. Do uh, Let me ask you this. Is the NFL, Major League Baseball, golf, NASCAR, the WNBA, are they all playing games soon? They are, and they will. Okay. Now, there's... A- will the world feel a little bit different two to three weeks from now that we're recording this when we just start to see live sports on the television? Oh, my God. The, the, the morale of the country is just going to skyrocket. I think so. Yeah. I don't know about skyrocket, but improve. Oh. I mean, <laughs> think, think about everything we've had to concentrate on lately. Everything has been bad for almost the entire year. It's we're bad. Finally, it's bad. It's another bad. Dana, it's another bad. Dana Car- Carvey impersonation. <laughs> but it, we're finally going to have something positive that everybody and, can and, then rally and around. I believe... And- that will then start to lessen the weirdness that it would be to have a college football season coming up. I think so. And at some point, people are like, well, yeah, I mean, we've already seen this, this, and this. Why wouldn't we do this? Right. There, there will be a sense of A leads to B to C that leads to D. I mean, I hope so. I hope so, too. So um, that's some fun stuff to talk Okay, now for non-conference, we kind of touched on that and danced around it, right? Um, I'm very, I'm very sad to see Ohio State Oregon. Yeah, that's know. that's I mean that's the big one, but there's some other good big non-conference games, okay. right? I mean, Penn State was at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, Tech. incredible uh, game. That was probably the number 2 non-conference game, I think, in, in the in the entire conference. Michigan at Washington, Washington yes. was a Another huge, huge one. one. Oh man. Um Iowa Iowa State as much as I don't like it, it's it's a it's a regional game. But this one hurts too. Wisconsin playing Notre Dame at Lambeau Field. Huge. Oh, Lord. You know another one? Just sneaky one? Wisconsin App State. Yeah, that is a sneaky good one. That was a game I really wanted to see. How about, you know, one team that has really going to have a different looking schedule? Purdue was playing Memphis, Air Force, and at Boston College. Oh, finally a, a, a manageable non-conference schedule for Purdue. A little bit, but those are tough teams. Memphis was well. You know, oh, that's a good point. Oh, Memphis was I mean, really good last year, and they're year. supposed to win the the um, AAC oh, again they, this year. So they're still not learning their lesson. No, I mean Memphis was going to be a tough. A and tough nobody game. wants to play Air Force. Yeah, um, Michigan State. They were playing BYU and Miami. So there, I was looking a, forward to a, that Miami game. I was too because I really think, even though you know, nobody Maryland, expect- West Virginia. 
I mean, Michigan State has nothing to lose. I thought they had a good chance at beating Miami. Miami coming up to East Lansing. Right. I mean, there's there there, there was a lot of sneaky good games in there. Another one, too, for me, was uh, USC-Alabama. Yeah. I, I, I think USC could be a little bit better than people think this year. They Keaton could Slovis be. is good. Sure, but, but we say that every year. I know. I know, but, like, I wanted to see what they look like versus Alabama. And then a sneaky under-the-radar one was going to be when I was going to put on my closest duck uniform I could to watch Oregon hopefully bitch slap NDSU. <laughs> and now I don't get to watch that now because the Pac-12 is completely eliminating those games as well. I understand why you'd be cheering yeah. for right. Oregon. Yeah, we don't need to talk deep on it. but I would be cheering for NDSU I in would that not. game. I would not. Yeah. So, but it's just a spattering of games that we're not going to get to watch now. Yeah. And as of today, when we're recording this, it is July 18th, the ACC, SEC, and I believe Big 12 have not canceled no, any have, of their games. they have not. Just, just the Pac-12 so and the Big 10. The Big 10 and Pac-12 are putting their heads out there a little bit, and I wonder if they're putting it out there for unnecessary amounts. If if these conferences wind up having their non conference games and and for a couple of them that lost their twelfth game and they fill it in with another twelfth game and they have it and and it just goes off without a hitch and I know. are they gonna look at the Big Ten and Pac twelve and be like what were you doing yeah. could it hurt recruiting nah it's not gonna hurt okay. recruiting I I mean I think if I think when people look back even if the other conferences have twelve games do the non conference I don't think anyone's gonna shame. The Pac-12 and Big Ten, okay. and I, you know, like you said, I, we still are going to have at least, well, hopefully, ten good games of football. There's nothing, nothing bad about no, that. No, okay. I'm, I'm, I cannot fault Kevin Warren for this decision. I really don't. If I, if I sound like I'm second guessing, which it probably sounds like him, I don't mean it to sound like that. But because again, Kevin Warren's put in a tough spot. Absolutely. But you have to talk about these things. I guarantee you they talked about these things in the Big Ten offices when they made this decision and they decided this was the best route to yeah, go. Right. And what the Big Ten and Big Ten coaches can say to recruits and their players is, hey, we're That's doing exactly this right. because we are trying to have a season. We care about our athletes. But we want to do it as safe as we can. Absolutely. Okay. So the next thing that you talk about here is now the Big Ten, these Big Ten teams that have gone from playing nine conference games are going to play ten now, which means every Big Ten team is going to pick up a uh, uh, conference game from the other division. There's no other way this can go. Right? As an Illini fan, I'm so jacked to substitute Illinois State for a Big Ten team. <laughs> I'm picking Can't up wait. a bit of facetiousness yes. in your voice. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and just – should we just do it alphabetically? I, I can't think of any better Alphabetically, way. yep. So Illinois, they're, they're the first ones in the alphabet. Kick it off, man. As we discussed, they're losing Illinois State, UConn, Bowling Green. So Literally the easiest non-conference schedule in our history. In the This is what I've been asking for for 20 years. If anybody has listened to this podcast religiously for two years, you have probably mentioned this six or seven times on this podcast. I can remember being like – in my early to mid twenties, like bitching at my friends, why do we not schedule wins in the non-conference season? I finally got it, and they took it from me. Damn it! I'm sorry. I do feel your pain. I, I swear to God, I do. It's bad. Like, and you you get the breakthrough season to go to the bowl game. One would have. I mean, you should have 
gone to a bowl. And I'm not saying you're not going to, but we things had set up well for you to go to another bowl game. And so you get the three. Then your next game, you're going to be heavily favored at Rutgers. Rutgers. And on, Rutgers is going to be better this year. Right. But starting 4-0, you realize what that can do for the psyche of a team? Now, the one thing I would say is you you – should only have to get to five wins. I'm 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 pretty sure five and five. I would assume is going to get you into a bowl game, right? Yeah. I mean, we didn't really say that explicitly, but that's pretty much assumed at this. I point, would correct? assume so. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like you're five hundred. So. Yeah. Um. So obviously we're not going to break down all the division games because you know which team is in each division for each Big Ten team. So who does Illinois have outside of conference? The aforementioned Rutgers, Indiana, and Ohio State. Right. I believe the Big Ten schedule makers, so Kevin Warren and whoever his advisors are, they're going to try to do this uniformly where if they feel like you have one hard game, one medium game, and one easy game, they're going to put you another medium game. Or they're Long story short, they're going to try to disperse this out so that teams are, are they? Or are they going to try to get the best matchup? So they're going to match up Penn State with Wisconsin – Illinois with Maryland. Dude, that's a really good question. Yeah. I mean, I could see it going both ways, both ways, but I feel like they would rather have Wisconsin play in Penn State, right? Or I mean, that's a that's a bigger draw for or TV. Or do they want to schedule no offense, but an easier win for cuz I could see Correct. Penn, you know, Penn State picking up Illinois. That's a possibility. So an easier win to get to for a clearer path to a college football playoff, for instance, for Penn State. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's that's possible. But Kevin, I'm, I'm talking to you right now, <laughs> baby. Just yeah, baby, give us Maryland. Come on, please. I mean, I'm begging you, please, please. <laughs> I mean, right now, this all is based off of who you project to have the toughest years. For both conferences, right? Which is Rutgers, Maryland, Illinois. Mm-hmm. I think you'd put Northwestern I in think there. So. Yes. And uh I would put Michigan State because Michigan State's Fair. schedule is yes. I mean, what they've come up with. Like those five teams, I think, or maybe six that I it's just five. named. Yeah. Th- those are the ones that they're gonna view as the easier opponents, correct? Yeah, for sure. But does it help? in the long run for Penn state to beat in Illinois, like to, to the committee. I don't know. Right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts. here. There's a lot of moving parts. So let me ask you this. This is how we'll break it down. Okay. As we go through each team, cause we can't debate this to the nth degree for each team. We'll say, here's the three non-conference games. Is this easy, medium or hard? Okay. Okay. All right. Rutgers, Indiana, Ohio state. So Rutgers easy, Indiana. I, I, I guess I go medium. Yep. But then Ohio State hard. Okay. So it's tough to say what they'll do with Illinois because they're pretty much right in the middle. Right. Already for yeah. It's conference. a wash. Okay. Next up, Indiana. So their their uh, out of division games are at Wisconsin, Illinois, Purdue. Okay. So definitely hard. Towards easy. Easy. Easy ish. Yes. So you could see them picking up. Yes, a tougher, a tougher team. Opponent. Yes, correct. Okay, Iowa has um, Michigan State at Ohio State at Penn State. So easy, hard, hard. So you could see him picking up an easier, like maybe a medium game. Or yeah, it's like somebody's going to pick up Rutgers, Maryland, 
right now would you say Iowa is in the clubhouse leader for picking up either Rutgers or Maryland? Yeah, they're, they're... if we are going under the assumption that they're going to try to even out the schedule. Sure. Go. Maryland plays Minnesota, Northwestern, Wisconsin. Yikes. So hard, easy, hard. So they got to get an easy game, right? I would think. Michigan has Wisconsin, Minnesota, Purdue. Hard, hard, medium? Medium. Yeah, hard, hard, medium to easy. So will Michigan get an easier game? You would think. I would assume. Michigan State has Northwestern, Iowa, Minnesota. So easier, pretty hard, hard. hard. Got to go with an easier one there. (laughs) Nebraska. They're almost exactly like Iowa. Uh, At Rutgers, at Ohio State, Penn State. So you would think they would get. Easier game. An easier game. Yeah. Like, is it possible that the Big Ten is just deciding, does Iowa play Maryland? And, well, they've already got Rutgers. Maybe Nebraska gets Michigan State. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Northwestern has Michigan State, Penn State, Maryland. Northwestern might be getting uh, oh. They might be getting Ohio State on their schedule. Yikes. Poor Northwestern. Uh, Ohio State has Iowa, Nebraska, Illinois. Could they wind up? Could it be tougher for Ohio State? Yeah, I mean, how much tougher can it get for Ohio State? But yeah, they might throw. Who's not? Who's not on their schedule from the from the West? For, who's not on their schedule from the West would be Minnesota, which I could see. I could see that. I, I for sure. I would say Minnesota, Ohio State could be what winds up happening. Yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah. I guess Wisconsin, but that was the Big Ten Championship redo then. Yeah. They played twice last year. Right. They'd probably defer to Minnesota, I think. And because it's a possibility, like, right now, the odds-on favorites of winning the West is Wisconsin. Right. That's a good point. They don't want to set them up earlier in the season. Oh, Minnesota. Minnesota, Ohio State would be my call right now. And I think that might be a a decent game, too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Penn State has Northwestern, Iowa, Nebraska. So, yeah, easy, hard, medium. I, but I, I could also see Minnesota for Penn State as well. Do we do a, a redo sure. of the classic that was last yeah, that year? That was a great game. We're almost there. Purdue has Rutgers, Michigan, Indiana. So that's easy, medium, hard. Yeah. Tough to see what they would do with sure. them. Yeah. Uh, Rutgers has Illinois, Purdue, Nebraska. Uh-oh, Rutgers, you're probably getting a tougher game. Correct? Yeah, I mean, if if you go by that thinking. But I don't know. That's I'm not what sure. I think they're going to do. Okay. That's just what I think they're going to do. Last one, Wisconsin. If you're really good, you already know who they have. Uh, Indiana, Michigan, Maryland. I think Wisconsin. So before this, Wisconsin had those three teams yeah. plus Notre Dame and App State. Right, right. So they're losing Notre Dame and App State. Um and uh, the other Southern Illinois. Okay, I was thinking there. So their schedule just took a giant step back right. for hardness. Level. Correct. No, there's no way to go about that. No, right? no way. So one would think they would actually take a step back up. So does Wisconsin, you know, Penn State, Michigan, oh, they already played Michigan. It, this, Boy, the-, the reason we haven't gotten announced this yet, th- this, this is There's a easy. lot of things to think about. This is what they're going to have to go through. Do you go for ratings during the season, or do you make an easier path to the playoffs? There's, do you try to get as many teams in the in the bowl and, games as possible? But, but, and I know I'm looking at this from an Iowa point of view, but I'm I'm asking you, okay? Iowa already plays at Ohio State and at Penn State. 
back to back. Do you then I'm throw aware. them Michigan? Is that I, fair? No, I don't think so. Okay. Hey, by the way, their other one is Michigan State, who's they're they're you know you you think they're going to finish behind Indiana. I mean that's how it's projected right now, but it's not like Michigan State is historically bad. No, um, I just don't. So I can't see them doing that to quite honestly either Iowa or Nebraska. I think Iowa and Nebraska stand to gain the most out of this because the Big Ten commission commissioner will look at their schedule and say it's tough enough the way it is. Okay, but don't playing. you think? So Kevin Warren is looking at Iowa and saying, okay, Iowa's a great program, but they're not going to make the college football playoff. We need to get a team into the playoff. Could be. Could be. Yeah. So maybe they, I don't know. Is Minnesota good enough to get in the college football playoff? eh, You had to ask me that. Answer the question. No. Okay. So how do they treat Minnesota then? Because right now Minnesota has Maryland, Michigan, and Michigan State. That is... I don't think you can slice this up any way. It is on the easier side of it the is. crossover. It is. So if they pick up Penn State or Ohio State, their path of getting there just got harder. Absolutely. <laughs> we don't have the answers here. So I'm bringing, bringing this up because I believe this is what they're going through. Right so now. I'm sure that Kevin Warren is having meetings with the athletic directors of these teams regularly right now. And so they're in his ear. So he's got... A lot of things to deal with right now. Correct. And they're, there's one team is saying, I want this. Another team is saying that I want that. Is it a situation where it's like, give me the top three teams you are willing to pick up from the other division? And they just start trying to balance it out. Probably. Yeah, there might be something like that. But at some point, somebody's not only not getting their third pick, they're getting their fourth. <laughs> yeah. But again, he does have a goal of getting a team into the playoff. He's got to think about that too. It's a balancing act. Are they going to if it if it is about getting three te- you know, getting a team into the playoff. To me there's three teams that can pull this off. I eh, think there's two four. teams. Okay. Ohio State Penn State. Yes. Wisconsin and Michigan are in the next Yes. Okay. Yes, they are. They're there. I get I don't see the blood coming down from you biting your lip, but I can see the lip being bit. <laughs> it's not just about Michigan. I just there there are two teams right now that that can make the college football playoff from the Big Ten Conference, and you just mentioned them. We don't know how this is going to go. We're talking about, but I do think Illinois has an outside shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that is the. Ultimate glass half full situation. Let me speaking of glasses half full yeah. and half empty. I'm pouring myself more. another. And one. what are we drinking? Clyde, Clyde Mays. Mays. Yep. The Clyde um, Mays I bought you. Okay, so that gets us through that. Then yeah. let's go ahead and let's do it. All right, let's you do it, it, man. Let's okay. rant. Um, we believe there should be a college football season. There's no doubt there should be a college football season. Um, so I guess this is the. Uh, you know, if you really like Big Kurt and I and you don't necessarily want to hear us talk out loud about things that you don't agree with, now's the time to skip forward. And... Hit that stop button right there. Um, I don't know what to do other than to say I want you, the listener, when we get done talking about this segment, which is going to be COVID heavy, 
to at least step away and say they're being honest on what they think. Yeah. And it's okay if you disagree with us. We're not going to fault you for that. No, we're not. Because if this was extremely cut and dry, we would be all on the same page. But it really is not. There is nothing cut and dry. There is so many conflicting reports, information about COVID. Like, it's hard. It's it's on, hard to they, sort it out. There is there's a different pod college football podcast that I listen to. I'm not gonna name it here just because I don't know. I don't know what the legal ramifications are, but one of the guys that I really like, he goes, Listen, if you wanna find data to back up your argument, it's there you, for you. It to is, find. yeah. That, he, that's his, correct. His point is either side that you're on. Yes. How I have been because there's lies, there's damn lies, and there's statistics. Correct, correct, and that that saying has been around longer than COVID, <laughs> much longer correct. than COVID. Yeah. Um. So here's the you know I'm big into analogies and love the Greek analogies. <laughs> the here's what I want to say. This is this was a, this came from a conversation between my chiropractor and I this week. Okay. okay. I say we were talking about this literally the same stuff. And I'm like, there are, and I think I've said this on this podcast before, but there are people under the thought process that there is a good option out there right now. Correct. There is no good option. No, there is not right now. It's like you're walking down the street and a van pulls up next to you, grabs you, pulls you inside the van and sits you down in a dramatic fashion. Cause that's essentially how COVID Happened upon us in mid March. Right, there was year. no, we had no control over it. Correct. It just happened to Boom. us. There is a masked person in this van, and they look at you and they say, "I'm going to stab you in the thigh. You can either get stabbed with this three inch blade, this fork, or this pencil." Hmm. And your initial thought process is, "I would like to not get stabbed at all." Correct. We don't have that option. No, that's not. No, You're that's getting not. stabbed. You've probably already been stabbed. So are you going to choose the three-inch blade, the fork, or the pencil? Well, definitely not the three-inch blade. Okay. The, the, I, I'm going with the fork. I'm going with the fork, Yeah, because right? it's not that sharp. I and mean, a pencil could break off graphite. Yeah, lead, yeah whatever, there's you a know. lot of things going on with a pencil. Right. I mean, it. yeah, I'm okay. going with the fork. Okay. But you don't want to get stabbed in the thigh with a fork. I don't that. want to. I mean, how sturdy is this fork, and how sturdy is this person stabbing me? Both very sturdy. The forks, oh, okay. they're going to walk away. The forks go. I'm still going for it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, go. Do it. All right. So that's that's the point I'm trying to make here is I don't like any of these options, but this is the thing that I think is huge, okay? I'm going to give credit to Scott Frost. He has mentioned this, and I have heard other podcasters and people mention this, okay? Right now, we are talking about the health of the student athletes. Right. Okay. Would you rather have the student athletes on campus at the football facility or off campus un unchecked doing what they do? Well, I mean, think I think the obvious answer is you want them on campus. I mean, right? Yes. Why is this not brought up more often? I don't know. How do you how do you answer that question in any way other than what you what you just answered it when I when and, I posed it to you? And I don't know, but can I print? Can I present a scenario? And, I, and so Scott Frost brought this up. He said specifically, sure. "How do we know these guys aren't going to get COVID when they're not playing football?" 
Well, and of course they can get COVID at their homes and not on campus. But let me present a scenario to you. There's no season. We cancel the season. Tomorrow, Kevin Warren says, we're done. We're just, it's not, not going to happen. But the student athletes are still on campus, right? They're still going to bars. They're still training. And, and maybe they're, the bars are closed down. You're, you're, they're going you to parties. Say, you, which probably is worse. They're hanging out with their girlfriends. They're hanging out with their roommates. Even like during school, they're, they're going to the library. How can you have them doing all those things and not playing football? Is that, I mean, am, am I crazy? Does no. That... It, 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 these are the questions that have to be answered. It's like, so when we were traveling through the airport, okay, my wife and I had a mask on the entire time. The second Why wouldn't said, you? Of course. We're yeah. in the airport. We're on a plane. Do you think our two-year-old kept his mask on the entire time? I'm guessing he had his mask on for about three and a half seconds. Total. Correct. Correct. Yeah. He thought it was cool. He looked around and he took it off. Yep. The second he tried to put, you put him, it's impossible. No, so you can't. You just know. You just know if you're traveling with a kid, I'm going to say younger than six, seven, maybe yeah. even, the mask is not staying on. Correct. Is that a direct, perfect comparison to dealing with 19 to 22 year olds? No, but it's pretty close. But it's kind of close. They don't care. <laughs> Dude, Let's be honest. They don't care. You scientific fact shows you that your brain is not fully developed when you're 16 to I think it's even like 24, 25. It's that frontal lobe, man. <laughs> so another thing I want to point out, which is a question that gets asked a lot. And and I, you know, me and you both realize we both know that this disease Attacks older people. It attacks. It is definitely discriminatory towards older people. So a lot of what you hear is, well, if these kids go play football, are back in school, then they they go home and give it to grandparents. Well, if they're on campus, they're not going home to the grandparents. Okay, I didn't even have to get to the point I was trying to make. You made it to me. Yeah. Do you? Do you? I I I I played football at Iowa. We we all lived in dorms or college houses. I don't remember one time where any of my teammates at Iowa lived with a seventy-seven-year-old man. No, no, I don't. Re- I'm I'm thinking of my college years. I'm not remembering any seventy-seven-year-olds. With that being said, if a, if you send a kid back home, or he's distance learning from home, he's still going to parties. By the way. And there's a, probably a better chance he will be around older people. Of course there is. At that point. Of course there is. Now, Let's then, be then you talk about something we've already touched on, the coaches. There are sure. older coaches. There are older, overweight coaches that probably don't take great care of themselves. Those dudes got a decision to make. And it's okay if they don't want to coach. I 100%, get it. 100%. I'm on their side. And by the way, 100% with a extremely healthy as great of a statistic chance of not only surviving it, not even knowing he ever has it. Joe, right? The starting left tackle. If he feels like this is too scary for him, Joe, take the year off again. Yeah. We have not talked to one of my, you, my brothers, cousins, buddies. Nobody thinks that they should be shamed for not playing this season. Of course not. No. And that's what I'd, Kevin I'd okay Warren that. pointed out. So, okay, we brought something up earlier. 
you talked about the National Football League plan, MLB plan, NHL, NBA. Everyone sees these and they start saying, why aren't we playing college games, right? Well, there is a difference, okay? First of all, those guys are playing in a bubble. Second of all, they're professional athletes. But do you see an irony here? The NCAA lobbied for years and years and years to not let these guys be employees. They won. They, they're not employees. If they were employees, this We'd would be, be a totally different, totally different conversation. Good point. Completely different. Point. Now, speaking of the student-athletes, shout out to Dustin Schutte. He wrote an article that basically said, hey, why don't we ask them? That was good. I like that article. First of first I read of it. <laughs> it was. It was. I know. I know. Unless there's other ones out there that I just missed. But his article essentially said what percentage of student athletes, football players want to play? I mean, that'd be a great thing to know, wouldn't it? it what you know, we we have no we don't know, but what do you, what percentage do you think want to play? I would say 90 to 95. Correct. Somewhere around there. Exactly where I'd be at. Yeah. Does does that not count? Does that not? I think it should count a little bit. It should bit. count. We're talking about giving these kids a voice. That has been the common theme that we've heard for the last couple months. Let them voice their opinion right now. Right. Yeah. We've... Because at that point, if the players say they they want to play, the parents of the players say they want to play, and the coaches say they want to play, why are we stopping? Isn't it funny that all these journalists want what's best for the players, but they have not asked that question. It is maybe the most hypocritical thing that's happening in sports journalism right now. Yes. So kudos to Dustin. He at Absolutely. least wrote the article. Du- hey, Dustin, way to go. So Great job, brother. I, I think that's, that's an important thing. And, and I guarantee you right now, if you asked the parents to get these kids into the position to be at a – like their their kids are getting a full scholarship. Not only that, they're getting a chance to play in the NFL. It's like an the, NBA, NFL feeder system. They, right. the, Most you of know, these guys, that's their ultimate or, or, goal. Or look at me. I didn't obviously play in the NFL, but I got done. I could put on my resume a college degree and that I played at Iowa. It it matters, right? It the other side matters. of it is do you think there's more medical professor or medical professionals? In the house of said player or at the football complex? I think it's probably at the football complex. I'm, so I'm not sure. Ask these parents, would you rather be in charge of your kid's health or the coaches and those those uh, uh, health administrators? Okay. They're going to choose the coaches and the health administrators. They trust them more. You think I'm crazy? I guarantee you that's what they feel. Okay, so not, I said, every, not everyone. I, right. So I said 90 to 95% of players. I'm guessing parents, 85 to 90%. A little bit lower. You think a little lower? No, what you just said. 90 oh, yeah. to okay. of the okay, kids I got want you. to play. Right. 75 to 85% of the parents yes. feel like that. Because there's right. probably some parents who are like, I could do this with myself. But there's a ton of them that can't. Right. Which is a whole other thing about you know, distance learning. We are just assuming all these kids have high-speed internet. and uh, I thought they all did. How does that just get thrown out? Well, can't we just give it to them? And then... Obviously, the big pink elephant in the room that we haven't brought up to this point, but like, if you are under the age of 40, let alone under the age of 25, with being a super athlete that 
you're going to probably just be be just fine with with COVID. I mean, the death rate is not zero percent, but it's pretty close to zero. Is the death rate for flu zero percent? No, uh, ninety. In fact, hold on, ninety thousand people died in the U.S. last year of the flu, and some of them were under the age some, of twenty five. Some of them were under the age of twenty five. In fact, more under the age of twenty five have died from the flu than this. We are not saying that there are no risks here. There is. I'm not going to start doing all the comparing it to dying in a car wreck and stuff like that. I just don't know how far we can go with keeping the 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 safety rate at zero. We don't live in a perfect world. It's a, it's sad. We live we in a world like that this. has disease and and you know, I don't I, I don't want this to be happening, no. but we just kind of have there you have to live with it at some point. And Jim Harbaugh I thought had a very well manicured statement that he made that said, "I've pulled my players. I've pulled my my players' parents. They want to play football." And we need to learn to manage this disease and move forward. I know that there are some people that they don't even want to take the vaccine, okay? But we are definitely spiraling towards, that's not the right terminology, but we're we're heading towards, we're getting to a vaccination a moment, well, it seems like. I don't know. They say that, but I'll believe it. We don't it. know yet. I'll believe it when it's actually administered and it's working. I feel the same way. No. Doesn't mean you're rooting against it. No, but <laughs> but but you have can't to see it first. Like right, this like, is trial stuff. Hope hope is not a plan, and at this point, the vaccine is still just hope. But it's good to it's good to hope for that. Absolutely, as you are sure. planning your way and working your way to it. And in the meantime, we just got to live our lives. We do. We'll we'll stop pontificating there. I think is probably. Yeah, I Fair. think that's probably a good place to stop. I mean, my bourbon's empty, so. And I think we've, in the end, it's just like I guess I feel like I want to restate this. We want, we want people to be safe and healthy. Yes. If and I know we've already said this, so I'm going to say it again. If you're old, if you're, if you have auto, if you have certain autoimmune, we're, we know that it attacks those people. Yeah. They've got to they've got to protect themselves. Please, in please protect yourselves. So yes. we know that. For the rest of the population, put live a mask on if you have to. Yeah, put go a mask on. Your, go live your life. Super twenty-one-year-old athletes and are let's probably play be okay. football. Another thing I want to point out, and then we're done. Then we're done. Okay, you you do have to bring up the economic situation. That is college football and how it feeds everything. Well, yeah. If you don't have college football, you don't have every other sport, pretty much except for college basketball. So it's just kind of mind-boggling to me how much I've heard like, oh, yeah, there's some FCF schools that'll never come back. Oh, yeah, there's some group of five teams that'll never have a football. People are just throwing that out there. Like it's just, oh, yeah, I might cut my – yard tomorrow or the next day eh, i don't know we'll see do you know what i mean yeah so if you're a high school senior that wants to get a scholarship playing quarterback in any given year i'm kind of making this up but there's probably every team offers one quarterback so there's if you if you factor in the 100 and what 30 fbs teams yep. and 
70 FCS teams? Nah, I thought it was a little more than that. I thought yeah, it was closer just, to 100. But Let's just call it 200. Okay. There's 200 scholarships available for sure. a quarterback. Now there's 140 yep. because 60 programs have been eliminated. It's that much harder to get that scholarship for that kid. Correct. And, of course, that extrapolates out for the guards and running backs. Everyone, or, yeah. Then the less, other the – Less other, free education for everyone. Right. Then the other side of it is – Field hockey players, volleyball players, wrestlers. Pretty much the only other revenue sport is basketball. And that's not even, I don't think, every men's basketball program. No, no. Like, obviously, Duke makes enough money for 10 programs, but most of them aren't like that. Like, Iowa is unique that they have football, basketball, and wrestling. You know? Sure. Nebraska has football and women's volleyball. Correct. So we know that there are exceptions, but by and large, I I I have three nieces. Okay, I don't know how good the athletes are going to be. I want them to have as if one of them or two or three of them want to play sports. I want them to have as many opportunities as they can to to get a scholarship. There are other ramifications. We have to, to this entire we, thing. We have to factor that in. Yes, this is huge. This ram- is huge for kids. There's ramifications to shutting down. There's ramifications to everything, man. Yeah. Ramifications to not being able, able to go to the hospital. Okay. So, all right. What we want to do very quickly is we. I've already started breaking down all 14 teams, uh, yeah. talking to insiders, the magazines. It is hard to break this down until we feel like we have correct more of a direction on what the schedules are going to look like. I think we need a schedule before we can even start doing the the previews because we we predict wins and losses. Correct. So we hope to start recording the team previews, which we always start late July into August. But we're going to need a little help from the college football universe, Kevin Warren, the Big yeah. Ten. Kevin, help us out here. I know you're listening. So that is out. the plan. The next time you hear from us, will be a two or three team pod. And we're going to be talking Correct. about football. That's, yep. that's the goal. Football Go maybe. back to the beginning of the podcast when we were being positive about stuff because that's what we really want to talk that's about. That's right. Okay. I am Jeffrey the Greek. And I'm Big Kurt. This is the Eyes on Big Podcast. Thank you so much for listening.